Reeves. L.A. Nerd Reeves. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Pop Pop the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the L.A. Nerd Joel Reeves, and you are listening to our internet radio show. Uh, sitting next to me, as always, is Taylor Salen. Hey, yo. How's it going, everybody? This is episode number 39, because apparently we are full-grown adults. We're responsible people, and we've checked the episode almost every time for the past, like, four episodes. Yeah, I would say if it's, like, more like the last, like, almost 10 episodes. You, we got to so give I ourselves think a little I bit more I think we're pretty fucking professional now. We're pretty professional. We're going to try to be super professional this weekend. We'll we'll get there, Taylor. Before we, we get there, roll those sweet smooth jams. Waka waka. Yeah, we are trying to be more responsible this week. I last last year I made a very very bold claim that we were going to do a podcast every single night of San Diego Comic-Con yeah. and we didn't do a single mm-hmm. episode while we were there. We did a recap episode after. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but that's just the nature of the con. You're I, you're drunk, you're 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 hot you're and busy. sweaty, you're busy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to lug this shit around. You you know, um, I, can, I can do you one better than that, though, Joel. I promised to go to Comic Con last year, and I didn't. So there, at least I went. That's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. very true. Yeah. Um, hey, it was kind of circumstances out of my control, but I'm happy to be going again this year. Fucking, we all are happy to have you, my dude. Yeah, man. It's, it's really great. weird when my when when my best friend and my producer is not with yeah, me at Comic Con. It's, it's been an unfortunate series of events for like the that kind of out of my control for like the last three years. Yeah. So this is my first time going since 2015. Think about this: since the Force Awakens panel, that was the last time I went to the when con. we. Had a sweet lightsaber duel. Yes, I still have those lightsabers. Dude. I fucking have my That's lightsaber great, too. Have to work too. Absolutely, dude. There's that great picture of you, me, Pat, and Eric Pang. Yeah, all about to yeah. duel with the stage and stuff in the background. I've it's never epic, seen. Dude. I've seen full grown adults have fake lightsaber fights. I've never seen so many adults have a lightsaber fight at the same time. Absolutely. It was just a field full of 30-plus old If we people. ever want to get into the Guinness Book of World Records, that's the one I'd try to get I into. honestly think we beat a record that day. Might have. we got to fact check it, dude. We should. Um, yeah, so we are... Uh, we've been more responsible this year out of all four years we've been doing this podcast. Indeed. And uh, I think we're really... I think we've really set ourselves up in a good position this year to do a podcast every single night. Oh, yeah. And with, like... Some really cool special guests, I think. Like, we're going to have a lot of... The goal is to... And, you know, obviously don't want to put the cart before the horse or however that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, I think we're going to have some really uh, fun people on. We're going to have have Sean from Age of the Nerd back. Absolutely. I don't think he's been on the podcast since New York Comic Con. I believe so. As well as Pete. We're going to get Pete. Oh, Pete is from Age of the Nerd as well. He's never been on the podcast, but Pete is the homie. Absolutely. Pete and I accidentally went to a gay bar together in uh, New Jersey. It was awesome. Yeah. And I've known Pete for four years now, and I, we've never met in person. So this is going to actually be our first time meeting in person. So, yeah, the whole age of the nerd crew is going to be there, and we're going to hope to get some of them, out, them on. But, you know, some of our other friends and stuff throughout the day that, you know, yeah. um, people who are who are doing different stuff and interesting stuff because the, the beautiful thing – well. The blessing and the curse of Comic Con is that you know there's two there's you can't do it all. There's but, too you know, many there's something people. for everybody, and there's so many different facets to what Comic Con is. Yeah, and so 
hopefully we're going to have some of those voices on the podcast. Absolutely. I have a very close friend. Uh, her name is Arena. She does a podcast called Push Your Glasses Up. Okay. And uh, we've been following each other on the internet for a very long time. And uh, I've basically told her she has no choice and that she's going to be on the podcast that this weekend. Amazing. So we're going to have that. Just two two podcasters. Or I guess three pod. Sorry. Yeah, three, yeah, you know. th- three podcasters mm-hmm. on one podcast. It'll be great. There you go. Uh, Comic Con is coming up tomorrow. Um, I, you know what? I might post this tomorrow. So Comic Con is today. Yeah, it's or, starting you know, today. If you listen to it tonight, it's tomorrow. If you listen to it tomorrow, it's today. Yeah. Uh, but it is Wednesday, July seventeenth, mm-hmm. in San Diego. San Diego. I believe that stands for a whale's vagina. A whale's vagina, indeed. Uh, Taylor, what is the? What are you looking forward to the most out of Comic Con this year? I mean, I think okay. So first off, you know, it, I think it it's it's pretty obvious. You know, other people have obviously made this observation that you know a lot of um, the the sort of big players, a know, lot of the larger studios, a lot of the studios have kind of opted out this year. So it's a little bit more of a small scale year in terms of movies. But yeah, I think it goes without saying that like the panel everybody is looking forward to is Marvel. Is the Marvel panel? I mean, there's no doubt. Like I, I mean, you you'll have people who are excited for other shows, but that's going to be the one that all eyes are geared towards you know yeah. at the con and throughout the world i think that the paradigm um has shifted about the marvel panel over the last maybe one week or you know what it really shifted today and we'll get into yes. that yes. um the original thought process on the marvel panel was that they were going to save the phase four announcement for d23 mm-hmm. because why wouldn't you do it in your own well, platform? They've, 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 that's what they've done traditionally in the past couple of years, at least. You right. Know, and, and but the Phase 3 announcement was the biggest event I think Comic-Con might have ever had. They didn't do Phase 3 at Comic-Con. Phase they 2 announcement, phase sorry. Phase 2, yes, Sorry, exactly. that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they had all the yeah, Avengers on the stage, yep, yep. right? Um, I think that was one of the biggest things that Hall H has ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't you do phase four announcement at hall h instead of d23 sure you control the narrative at d23 sure it's your own convention but hall h is a worldwide phenomenon absolutely you get much more press coverage and you're on the world stage yeah exactly it's a it's i think it's a much better spot and people have been saying i think for of for at least six months oh it's just going to be about black widow and the disney plus shows oh it's not going to be that good marvel's not going to bring their a game blah blah marvel always brings their a game in one way or another. The panel is 90 minutes. Yeah. They're not going to talk about fucking Black Widow and Disney Plus for 90 minutes. No way. That is not what a 90-minute slot for. Mm-hmm. A 90-minute slot is for a goddamn... That's a presentation. That's a fucking show. It's a presentation. Yes. Marvel's coming, and they're coming fucking hard. Dude, I'm so Just excited. Just like I'm going to be coming hard <laughs> in that Watching seat. that panel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jizz as hard as they're presenting in and my I fucking Hall AC. in my pants. I'm going to be six sculpins deep by that point. In my man beer tube, and I'm gonna be fucking. It's gonna be awesome. Oh man! So yeah, I would have to agree with amazing. you. Uh, I'm most excited for the Marvel panel as well. Yeah, I mean, beyond that, I'm excited just to for to to. I mean, especially for me, I haven't been in a few years, so I'm just excited for the experience of the the atmosphere of the con. Dude, there's nothing like walking through those Hall H doors, feeling that air conditioning, right. and just seeing the, like, I know it's huge. Mm-hmm. Every year I walk in, I'm like, holy fuck, this is huge. Yeah. Every year, I and I've been going for 14 years, it has never ceased to amaze me. I have never not gotten goosebumps walking through that Hall H door, ever. Yeah. And I'm fucking excited. Yeah, absolutely. I hear that. It's, um, yeah. I mean, Hall H is a, it's an experience to say, say for sure. 
say the biggest thing I've ever done there is obviously the Star Wars panel, but I've actually yeah. never been to a Marvel uh, a Marvel Studios panel in Hall H in person. Well, I hope so. This I year, hope they bring it just for you. I, that's my mission. Is I'm not really going to be a Hall H hound this year. I'm probably just going to go Saturday because I have a lot of other shit I want to try to accomplish. Um, you know, because obviously this is uh, a business trip as much it is as it is a vacation. Absolutely, so I have to juggle those responsibilities. But um, at the same time. Uh, I'm really excited for a lot of the activations this year. Yeah, um, that's that's one thing I'm super I think, about. Especially I think the Expanse one will be super cool. The, the, that's Amazon, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. The Amazon, they're doing the Boys, the Expanse. The Boys looks really cool, dude. Carnival Row, yeah. which is actually, uh, a sh- uh, I think it was. I don't know if it was a show or movie, but it was on the blacklist a few years back. Oh fuck, was it the really? Only, the only worry I have about that movie is that, or that show is that fucking. Uh, Cara Delevingne is the uh, lead, and she's like not really. Uh, I mean, I'll follow those eyebrows till the end of the year. She was good in uh, what was it, Paper Towns? But yeah, you know, I actually really like that movie. She's terrible in like Valerian. She's absolutely awful in that movie. What you don't like her as June Moon? <sighs> come on, bro. Suicide come Squad. On. You're not a big Suicide June Squad fan. Moon? No, I mean, oh, come she on. She wasn't. She actually did a pretty decent job in that movie. That she was just a nothing role. Yeah, you're too. It's a DC movie, so. Yeah. Um, I'm actually very excited for the boys. I shot uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff for Amazon at their yearly like conference, kind of yeah. like a D23 thing yeah. on a much smaller scale. Uh, and the I I had not I had not heard that they were doing the boys as a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just sitting there re- ready for the next fucking interview, and it was like the boys, and I was like, oh, oh hey, I was like, oh this fuck, is cool. <laughs> All right, I guess this is what I, I guess this is what we're doing. You're like, can I step into that interview chair for a second? I have some questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pumped for the show. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think the thing that's most exciting to me is um, Dan Trachtenberg has directed the pilot, who of course uh, did Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh yeah, he did uh, one episode. Uh, I believe it was p- uh, the playtest episode from Black Mirror season three. Yep. Um, and he's also right now working developing uh, the Uncharted movie. So if he can make that happen, he do Uncharted he, has gone through. Dude, he is the perfect fucking guy to make Uncharted. I understand, but he, I'm still not sold on the young. Look, I love Tom Holland. I'm not sold on the young Nathan Drake. I think to ever be honest, since that fan film came out, Nathan Fillion's been sticking his dick in everyone's eyeballs. Like <laughs> you want to see me in this fucking role, dude? I, mean, I know you come do. On. It's kind of like the Deadpool That's footage. All we know? fucking want, dude. But I don't, I don't think it really gained enough traction. Like I don't see anybody talking about that these days. I'm still hard from that. It was pretty good. But to be honest, I forgot I about see, it until you brought it up. I should see a doctor. Yeah. I still have a boner. Well, you should probably wait till after the Marvel Studios panel. Yeah, because true. Because they'll just, just have to go get, back again. I'm just going to get another yeah, boner. Exactly. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> just get another boner. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I want to take a quick detour right now because yeah. this would not be our podcast if it wasn't uh, a tangent. Um, speaking of Amazon, let's take a quick tour detour from Comic-Con real quick. Uh, yeah. Paper Girls, written by Brian K. Vaughn, just got picked up for a series order from Amazon. Not a pilot. They okay. just, they're just like, we're going to make this fucking show. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything about Paper Girls? No, I'm not familiar. Obviously, I know who Brian right. K. Vaughn is. Brian K. Vaughn, one of the smartest, uh, best comic book writers of our generation, if yeah. not of all time. Written things like Why the Last Man, The mm-hmm. Runaways. Uh, Saga. Saga, one of my favorites. Um, paper Girls is a story about uh, four or five paper girls mm-hmm. uh, who discover, and it's really funny, it's a time machine, but it's got an Apple logo on it. Like, So it's like from the future. It's oh, gosh. Set, it's set in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and they get transported all throughout time into the future, into the past, prehistoric era, 50s, mm-hmm. the 3000s. They travel the universe. That's interesting. 
and it's all about uh, friendship and you know. It, so it's like got, what? How, like what's their goal for like traveling? Like what's the conflict, so to speak? Well, it's really that they're trying to get back. Okay, so they get they're they, just, they time they're just travel somewhere home. and they're trying to get home. Okay, that yeah, makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that and totally they makes sense. but they come into contact with these people called the um, uh, oh fuck, I I fucking read this book every month. Um, uh. The leader's called the grandfather. I, okay. I, I don't know. They're, oh, they're called, like, the adults or whatever the fuck. Okay. They're, like, um, these future people that uh, don't like meddling with time travel. They don't like uh, younger generations, so on and so forth. There's, like, a war. Yeah. There's a war going on between, like, the old timers mm-hmm. and, like, the young people from the future. Yeah. Um, and so these young paper girls get caught up in this war wh- whilst also getting stranded in like fucking the Jurassic period and shit like that. Like, uh, it's actually on its last issue, I think comes out next month. Um, or okay. this month, at, like, at the like end of this last month. issue is the end of the, the last issue ever. Yeah. yeah okay. It's only a so 30 like a issue run. run. Yeah. Nice. So Brian K. Vaughn, I like it when, uh, when comics do that, dude, there's an official end and it, you just, I was about to say that I am, but if you, <laughs> I'm, I'm very upset. The walking dead is over now. Yeah. We have um, that. But Brian K. Vaughn seems to be the master of this. Um, Why the Last Man was only like 70-something issues. Uh, it was just released, I think, a couple months ago that Saga's only going to run to 105. Um, yeah. And now Paper Girls is only 30 issues. Which Brian is... K. Vaughn is the master of, I don't want to say the miniseries, because 105 isn't mini. That's like a limited series, Even though. 30 isn't mini, because it's been yeah. going for limited years. Limited series. But yeah. Or, uh, yeah, limited I mean, series. if there's 12 issues a year, because it's one a month, 30 issues, that's that's couple years that's a couple years yeah. but uh not including development and all that shit yeah but brian k vaughn's not one to do the like ongoing forever run of a series and i like that i like Good. knowing that like i'm gonna get an end on this fucking series and then he's gonna go on and like do other interesting stuff as opposed to like getting boxed into like yeah. one character or story or title you know yeah, he'll go back and he'll keep writing lost and maybe he can write a different ending hey there you go right Sick i was actually burn. gonna say though like i feel like lost taught him that lesson though too because lost didn't really have they didn't know where they were headed with it you know so like to to know where you're going to end and how you're going to end it is like a huge yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like storytelling advantage you know what i mean well that was a big thing for why the last man he went on to write lost with damon lindelof towards the end of why the last man yeah and it took like i don't want to say the wrong amount of time because it i mean it, it was so long ago i can't quite remember but it took like over over a year for the last two issues to come out and then like when they came out it's like you just kind of didn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like why? Like I'm reading this every month. I'm invested in the series. Even sometimes I skip a couple months and I just pick them up and then I'm reading like three in a row. Absolutely. But if I have to wait two years to read the last two issues and the ending's not as impact, like, yeah, I don't care anymore after yeah. two years. Absolutely. And the funny thing is that, uh, Dan Trachtenberg, the guy who's directed the boys actually was developing why the last man for what he was attached to the project oh that's and funny like, it's oh, a, that's kind of funny that's a, a good segue to get back on topic though it's at fx still right um i think i want to say it's amazon why the last man i think is that oh uh, oh why the, sorry i yeah, thought you yeah. the boys yeah no, no, no yeah, uh, yeah. i believe why the last man is still at fx yeah dude we're gonna get paper girls before we get why the last man <laughs> and why the last man has been in development for <laughs> years it's never it's dude it's like i mean 
giving a little preview. It's like Akira. It's never going to happen. Uh, and I'll let you deduce. I'll let you, the audience, deduce what you know may be coming. Ah, uh, fuck it. Let's just get into it. Well, I guess the we reason that we <laughs> the reason that we think Marvel is going to be releasing a Phase Four slate at Comic Con is because today it wasn't released. It was leaked. Yeah, um, by the trades. By the trades, it was supposed to be a secret, which is why I think that it's meant to be for Saturday. It was uh, leaked that Taika Waititi is returning to direct and write Thor 4. Absolutely. And I think the biggest surprise here is that a Thor 4 is happening. And that's the not really Marvel something movie that, to get a fourth. Not only that, but that's not something people were really talking about. Like, people were expecting Thor to pop up in Guardians 3. But As like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, a Thor 4 wasn't on anybody's radar. And, you know, by that leak coming out, it says, okay... Marvel's planning something big. Yeah. And they're signing directors so that they can come and appear on the stage at San Diego. That's always what they do is they sign their people and they make sure they're locked in and approached. And then they br- you know, bring them out on that Hall H stage and they yeah. just flaunt their shit. So for that me, year this, we thought we were going to get with Joaquin as uh, Doctor Strange. Absolutely. T- to be honest, I, I was skeptical if, if Marvel was going to um, release their phase, their whole Phase Four slate. I thought maybe they'd confirm a few things. I think it's going to happen. I think it might happen too because th- because of this. People keep saying that it's not going to happen, and I think it's going to fucking happen. I think it might too. Why wouldn't you I do it a, at Hall H? I have a strong feeling. I say for me right now, it's probably like a sixty-five, seventy percent chance chance that will happen. I'm just, I'll just, I'll just reiterate again. People go to D23 because they're large Disney fans, right? So yeah. this is a Disney convention. People are there to see. All things and I Disney. Think Disney Plus is better for that convention because that's a Disney centric right. um, streaming service. Hall H, people go to Marvel for the MCU. This is why people are in that room. There's no better place to do it than there. So, yeah, uh, whoever thought that Thor out of all the Avengers would be the first person to get a fourth movie? Right. I mean, I don't think it, it would, based on the reaction, people's like. After th- the first movie in Thor: The Dark World, no one could have. Expected oh, after seeing this. Thor: The Dark World, I didn't even think we'd get Ragnarok. Right, and then Taika came in and fucking like a superhero saved the day, swooped in and saved the day. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, do you think this uh, hinders or adds to his ability to be in As Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm also just. I'm also just never going to refer to Guardians 3 as anything but that movie. <laughs> Even though so. As Guardians of the Galaxy is something much different than what that would be. But yes, I think that I think there's a possibility of it happening. I think probably what Marvel did is they, when he signed, uh, Hemsworth signed the Thor 4 contract, they probably made him sign for that and Guardians because that's what Marvel does. And maybe even like an Avengers or something down, like another appearance, yeah. maybe a three-picture deal or something. So do you think um, As Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out first? I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy right now is, I believe, slated to be 2020. Well, let's see. Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, is coming out on in 2021, I believe. But the script is, or for Garden, Guardians 3 is already written, meaning that once Suicide Squad is done, he can go straight into I was prepping. just about to ask you why the fuck you're bringing that up, but it's, cause it's well, James because it's James Gunn. I get it. Yeah, 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 because then he can start going into prepping right. uh, Guardians 3 right after that. He doesn't have to you know, take a year to write the script or whatever. So my assumption is that might be towards the end of quote-unquote phase four or whatever it's going to be now so we'll see i think it's a high prob- probability that i'll th- that you're saying happen. that thor will be at the end or as guardians of the galaxy uh i would say that as guardians of the galaxy would be pro- probably after thor four okay because you could you could either make thor four uh take place after as guardians of the galaxy or it could be maybe something that we haven't seen before maybe perhaps even a prequel to ragnarok 
like leading into Ragnarok. Like that would kind of make sense because Waititi kind of, you know, that would bookend both of his movies in an interesting way. And then you could still do as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, opportunities or um, things you could do with it. It's just honestly, it, I think that once we know what Marvel's slate is going to be, I think we can kind of postulate this uh, in a little bit more like uh, with a little bit more concreteness as opposed to just saying, I mean, that's what I think is going to happen, but I, I have no idea what's actually going to happen, obviously. Will you uh, pull up that list that you showed me earlier about what that oh, person was yes, thinking yes, the yes, slate yes, would yes. be? Because I want to yes. talk about that for a yeah, second go as ahead well. And, uh, go ahead and uh, keep talking for a second. While I uh, Taylor showed me a sweet uh, tweet earlier uh, of this guy who was... I. Some of it seemed like a joke, but it yeah. but it was uh, it was formulated. Uh, or I'm sorry, it was postulated as a as a like prediction for what they think Phase Four will be. Yeah. So, do you want me to just run through it, or do you want to go one by one? Um, let's go one by one, or let's like just kind of go through it. But if we want to stop and sure. All right. So the first one he says, and I think this is kind of like um, in order of what it re- like released to, yeah. as well as what it's going to be. We'll see. But so the first one is Black, Black Widow. Widow. I think we all know that's going to happen, even though um, Kevin Feige it won't it, admit the movie exists. Until do you think it's weekend. a prequel? It's absolutely a prequel. I think it's going to be a combination. Or do they bring her back from the dead? I think it's going to be a combination of both. I think it's going to you're going to see her origin, but it's also going to lead up to uh, like that five years in Endgame. I think that might yeah, be okay. the key to, the key to things. Um, so after that, you have the Eternals. I think we all know that was going to be a presence. Yep. They've got Kumail signed, apparently, or in talks. My boy. Angelina Jolie in talks. Someone else in talks. Uh, Richard Madden, I believe it is. Oh, wow. Which, which he's awesome in The Bodyguard um, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, he's my next Bond, if they were to do that. Oh, yeah? I think he would make a great Bond. Okay. Um, oh, we could talk about that. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're good at our job. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a second. We, we plan. Can, we we can talk about we it. We plan that. Um, after that, uh, we knew a Doctor Strange sequel is coming but yep. this guy uh predicts doctor strange illuminati as being i think it's i think one. it's pretty bold to assume the title but yeah i yeah i dig on it yeah and this is a uh, rob uh rob keys from a uh, screen Rant cbr so this guy some people might know um oh uh, yeah uh after that we have shang chi we knew that was in development yep. that movie has a director and apparently what the last i heard was that um they're looking Basically, they're turning down any actor who's not of Chinese uh, descent. Good. And I'm like, wow, okay, they're really sticking with it. They and don't Justin, want. Uh, they don't want the dude that plays Iron Fist. <laughs> He's not available. Danny Rand. Yeah, uh, Danny Fox, Rand's not available. Name? That's not. That's the character's I name, know. obviously. But I, uh, oh yeah, I know that. No, Taylor. I know. I'm. I'm just <laughs> clarifying for the audience. I know you know that. Um, so we have Shang Chi. Uh, then they predict or postulate uh, Spider Man. The Last Hunt, Craven, which we, is obviously a Craven. We've gotten into length reference. about that, and I still, I still think it's true. Side note: Let's tangent real quick. Sure. Uh, out of all the people that we discussed earlier today about who could play Craven the Hunter, which was your favorite? I have to say, um, Jerry Butler was the one that I said that really stuck out in my mind. It's funny because we were talking Gerard about Jerry Butler. Butler way before we even got into that conversation today, yeah. and it, yeah. he came up again. I Maybe think, it's because I think it's we a had sign. that conversation. I think it's a sign. Um, I would buy. I would buy Gerard Butler as wh- Craven what were for the, sure. What were the other ones? Like, to be honest, I can't remember off the top. There of was my head. Uh, Benicio del Toro. That was a solid okay one. But the problem I have with that is, is he's, he's already, already in, in the MCU. MCU. Yeah. I think the article was written before Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Oscar Isaac was one that you didn't agree with. Yeah, I don't think that's a Javier good Bardem. I could see it, but it's t- it's tough, and it depends on 
which version of Craven they want to uh, portray in the movie. Yeah, I think uh, I think Gerard Butler is a pretty there good was, choice. There was another one, man. There was another one that you said, and I, for the life of me, I cannot remember what the hell it was. Uh, let me just Google it real That's quick. That's fine. While you're looking that up, I'm going to continue. Um, so after that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which we've uh, you know alluded to a little bit. Uh, then they have Black Panther: Secret Empire. Now, I'm not super familiar with Black Panther lore. Is that? Uh, I have. Is that I like have. A, I have no idea. Okay, maybe maybe the audience knows. We're really good at our job. I well, no, I mean, hey, to be fair, I haven't read a Marvel book in like five years. Yeah, that's so. true, and uh, I know limited stuff. They about have. Black Panther. They have. They have scorned me. <laughs> I just. I just picked up my first Marvel book today in a very long time. It is. Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley's run on The Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. I'm very excited to read it. Uh, Ryan Otley has done a lot of good work for Image. He did yeah. um, uh, Invincible with Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead. All my friends over at Skybound cannot say enough good things about Ryan Otley. Um, so I'm going to read that. I'll get back to everybody next podcast about how good that is. I'll yeah. probably read it on the way down to Comic-Con, actually, so maybe I'll talk about it this weekend. Yeah. Um, but it is the first Marvel book I have purchased in a very... Very I'm long excited time. to hear your uh, your thoughts. I am as well. Um, so moving back to the uh, uh, to the list here. After ah, that, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's right. Thank you. I was like, I know there was another good Jeffrey one. Dean Morgan. That'd would, be excellent. Oh, and Joe, Joe, Joe Maganello. Maganello. I don't I don't buy that to- as much as you do, but uh, again, it depends on the portrayal. But I could see it working. Maybe. I honestly, aside from Oscar Isaac, I think I could see any of those guys. <laughs> Again, it depends what they're doing, what they're trying to do, but yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um, so after that, we have uh, after Black Panther, that is, we have Thor: The Ballad of Beta Ray Bill, and I think I think that would be dope. The name is so ridiculous. A, we need Beta Ray Bill in uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the only really the only way to do that now is uh, through Thor, which is maybe a good reason to do a fourth Thor movie. Yeah. Um, also, I think that plays the title alone plays into YTD's comedic sensibilities. Oh, one hundred. And plays on the silliness of a character like Beta Ray Bill, at least in terms of look. Um, so I just really love that, and I mean, obviously, that's probably not going to be the title, but I think um, that would be a fun one if they were to steal it. It would be. It would be pretty funny. The next one is Captain Marvel two, which he couldn't come up with a. <laughs> we knew that was happening. Yeah. Can we, we talk about, can we just talk about Beta Ray Bill for one sure. more second? Yeah. You, I, do you think... I mean, okay, I guess we have had crazy-looking aliens in the MCU. We've had the scrolls, dude. So having, like, a dinosaur-face-looking motherfucker would be I, fine, I right? I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to update it the way the MCU does, keep the essence of the character. Oh, but I want to see a dinosaur-face-looking motherfucker. I mean, you could do that, but maybe it won't be, like, as extreme. What you want to... Dude, you're talking about, like, what we're going to get if they do that is like the Goombas from fucking Super Mario <laughs> Brothers, dude. It's just going to be ugly fucking lizard man people yeah. things. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they can do it if they do it right. You know what I mean? Um, and they and they give it the attention it deserves and treat it seriously, which they do. You know, obviously don't take it with, um, uh, you know, fucking A. Uh, don't take it uh, too crazy. You know what I mean in terms of the comic book, like sort of wrangling yeah. the comic bookiness of it, if you will. Bro, you know and who's going to be on the podcast this weekend that we totally didn't hmm. mention? Fucking Lauren. Of course, Lauren's Lauren. going to be at Comic Con. Yeah, She's going to be back on the cast. It's going to be a great fucking time. Yes, excellent. Sorry, 100%. continue. She just no. she just responded to something I said on Instagram. So oh, gotcha. So I no was reminded. Uh, so after that, we have some really interesting, a couple of interesting ones. The next one he says is Thunderbolts. 
I'm not super familiar with Thunderbolts, but I would love that just this. because it's something fucking different that Marvel hasn't done. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Then we have Ant-Man and the Wasp versus the Microverse, which I love the idea of That'd that. Cool. That's a really that's a good reason to do this, a third Ant-Man movie. This could be this could be a really good way to intro the Fantastic Four. As Absolutely. Well. The saying. only problem with that is just they saying. Uh, Hasbro has the rights to the Micronauts in the Microverse, so um, Marvel yeah. can't do that unless they partner up with them or they just straight up outright buy Hasbro. Which it's I mean, Disney Disney could very well do that. Yeah. And then finally, we have a Nova movie, and he just calls it Nova. I'm not which Nova. I, I, you know, I think that's a simple enough title for that. Who do you want to play Nova? Oh fuck, dude! I don't even. That's Logan, that's, Lo- Logan Lerman. That's a loaded question, dude. Logan Lerman. That's a, I couldn't answer that right now. I'd have to give it some thought. That's just about. That's that's just off the top of my head, too. I you don't think I don't know. Lo- if that's... Logan Lerman is like. Um, Carl Urban, dude. Ooh. Just only because I was just watching Dread. I was just watching Dread, and he does an amazing job with the mask and the face and, j- like, yeah. acting acting with your mouth, basically. Carl Urban. Sorry, that was kind of an offshoot. But, um, yeah, no, I'd, it'd be tough to, to do that uh, because I feel like Logan Lerman is a little bit too young to play the character. Unless they and go a with too just scrawny. a... You can go to the fucking gym. You can. But you just do a younger fucking Nova coming up in the core. That's true. You could you know do what I mean? that. You could. It is what it is. introduced it. With I'm, if, we get, if we get an announcement of half of these films, I'm fucking pumped. How many films do you think they're going to announce? Like, I'm, if I'm, you were to, I mean, I'm hoping for the full slate. Well, like, so, no, I'm, like, how many, if, if you, how... How many films ideally should Phase Four be to you? Like, should it be six films? Should it be eight films? Like ten? How many? Here it's like uh, how many was Phase Three? Phase Three. Uh, it's tough to say. I want to say it's ten or eleven. Phase then phase, ten. I want okay, ten. Okay, no. Films. So here's it. Is. Phase One was six movies. Phase Two was like five or six. I think maybe seven, but I think it was five or six. And then Phase Three was like it added a few because the two Spider-Man movies, I want to say it's nine or 10. I don't know. It's something like that. Look, it's in the double digits. Look, Marvel created a greedy bitch when they decided to give us 10 films. So I will accept nothing less than 10 films. So this list has 13. I would say, I would say between eight, eight and 10 would be, would be cool. But do you think they're going to announce the full, if you give a mouse a cookie five years, I fucking hope so. Yeah. Do you think it'd be a disappointment if they didn't announce the full lineup? But maybe they announced like a couple movies we didn't know about, but they didn't do the whole thing. If they don't announce the whole thing, they better be bringing Guardians and Thor. Yeah, because if they, they don't, will. I'm sorry. I love Scarlett Johansson. I love Black Widow, yeah. but Black Widow and the Eternals is not enough for a 90 minute Marvel panel. Yeah, it's no. just not. If you don't, if you don't come with fan favorites, yeah. if you don't come with Thor, mm-hmm. if you don't, if 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 fat Chris Hemsworth doesn't walk on stage, <laughs> no, I'm not. Just have your friend walk on stage. Just <laughs> fat Chris Hemsworth Dude, for him. He's doing a great cosplay. Seriously, man. Um, if they if they don't bring something larger than what we already know, mm-hmm. um, which is why I think the leak of Thor four is a huge deal because I do Absolutely. think I do think that was a Comic Con plan. It suggests something larger for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's so, no coincidence, dude, that that. It's not going to be a disappointment if they don't announce the whole thing. It'll be a disappointment if we don't get Guardians and or Thor. I'll be happy with either of them. Yeah, it I feel would that. be dope if we got them both. I, I'd like to. to I would see like to see James Gunn on stage. I would like to stop postulating about what's happening in in Phase Four. That's what I would like to stop doing. Nah, but we we're nerds. We love we love. I know, but I want to be more specific about. We my love doing that. I need a few concrete facts, dude. You know what I mean? We know the release dates. We just don't know which movies they are. Yeah. 
so be so beyond the Marvel Studios stuff though, what else at at Comic Con are you looking forward to? Are there any TV shows or TV panels you're you're going to be checking out? I mean, I go to the Walking Dead panel every year. Uh, of course. Last year was the last uh, uh, iteration of Rick Grimes. If you follow my Instagram, every year I post Rick Grimy Grimes, part mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, you know, whatever. Rick um, Grimy Grimes. Last, last year was the last Rick Grimy Grimes post that I could post. Um, or is it? Um, they are planning three Rick Grimes Walking Dead films on AMC. And while the... Uh, Official slate for Comic-Con is only the television show, as it always is. I would love it if they gave some kind of a preview or context or as to context what this is. of the movies. And it would be awesome if Andrew Lincoln was there. If I could take another picture of Andy Lincoln on the yeah. Hall H stage, I would be stoked. Yeah. But I haven't missed a Hall H panel for Walking Dead since the beginning of the show, so I don't plan on doing it again. Yeah. Even if the show has gone downhill, I haven't even caught up with the latest season, but I've yeah. been in that seat for that panel with Chris mm-hmm. Hardwick and those characters every year, so I don't plan on missing yeah, it. Yeah, it's like part of your DNA at this point. Exactly. And uh, there's another big panel, right? What's the um, the Game of Thrones? The Game of Thrones of panel, the post-Game the post, uh, post of Thrones yeah, panel. Yeah, it's like the Victory Parade panel. Yeah, the we'll, that's basically what it is. We'll call it a victory parade. Well, you know, I think it's a victory parade for the whole show, not just the final season. They're gonna get. I would not be surprised if they didn't accept fan questions. I would. At this I panel. would. I would. I would bet that they weren't gonna. That they were gonna. They're do just that. gonna get shit on if. They yeah, do. I think it's just gonna be a moderated Q and A like they did that at Dark with Dark Phoenix. They were like, we're not accepting yeah. fan questions because you know there's gonna be fucking because we're walks. Fox and everybody hates us. Yeah. Uh, why don't we just run through the Hall H schedule real quick? It's one of yeah. the if so. Barum twenty is pretty important, but Hall H is why many, many, that's where many all the people go to Comic Con. Uh, on Thursday, uh, July eighteenth, we've got Terminator Dark Fate. Ooh, I'm so excited for that. Are I you? Think if I yeah, only because I think the idea of of James Cameron, Linda Hamilton, and, and Arnold, Arnold being on the same stage together in public for the first time again. That's a huge moment for me personally. It'll be only, cool. Only because T two is like probably one of my top five movies of all time. Like I've literally seen that movie hundreds of times. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I know that you movie. do. I know you do. So I mean, but I lived you with know, you. I know. Obviously for the audience, um, but you know the fact that that could potentially ha- like that could be that's like Harrison Ford coming to Hall H for the first time. That big, was a. You know what I mean? That was a. Mo- and he sat down at Mark Hamill's seat. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> dude. So like I think that might be a, a big thing. But sorry, continue. Uh, much more excited about Batman Beyond 20th Anniversary. Ooh, that's cool. That's happening Hall H? That's the next one after Terminator. Here's the Dude. thing. I'm doing the I'm doing the gauntlet, as I call which is Friday, Saturday, Hall H. Um, I haven't done a two-day Hall H back-to-backer in probably six years. That's fucking brutal, Six dude. years. Um, You're going to need to get a lot of beers. So there's... <laughs> I have a lot of beers. <laughs> so there's no way I'm doing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But it would yeah. be cool to be there for the Batman Beyond 20th Anniversary. It would be cool, but I don't think... Unless they announce a movie, I don't think we're really gonna get like. M- oh, I don't much need. News oh, I don't that. need news. I don't need new things. It's like why I went to the Firefly, yeah, the totally. anniversary, yeah, panel it's five your, or six years ago. Shit, shit you love. It was great. Uh, Marvel Games panel. I think that's an odd one to have in Hall H. Um, skipping on to that one, another huge thing. This has always been either Ballroom. I'm pretty sure it's always been Ballroom Twenty. Marvel's Agents of Shield has jumped into the big leagues, and they're in Hall H this year. Yeah, and this, which is funny, because it's their last season. <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah, they had a big, uh, they had a big uh, panel at WonderCon. Marvel's coming out swinging. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, they're going through a new phase. No pun intended. Hey. Uh, this uh, next panel is called His, His Dark Materials. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the... Uh, so, you know that movie... No the, idea. You know that movie, The Golden Compass? Yeah. So, that's that's the, the, the book that was based on. It's called the His Dark Materials oh, trilogy. Oh, okay. So, it's basically them trying to redo The Golden Compass, but for TV. And it actually looks pretty interesting. I think they have a pretty impressive cast, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, as well. All right. Yeah. Well, that is the end of Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday... Really? That's it on Thursday? That's it on that's, Thursday. What, what's, when's the last panel? 4.45. Oh, that's early. Wow. Yeah, that is extre- extremely early. Shit. Uh, first panel on Friday. I'm very stoked for this because we're getting sweet Funko pins. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's the second panel. Yeah. I got ahead of myself. Uh, writing Avengers Endgame. That, yeah. That'll be a sweet panel. Yep. I say with Marcus and Mephili. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, right after that, a conversation with the Russo brothers. Oh, yeah. This is where I'm excited to get my Funko pin. Absolutely, and it's going to be hosted by Collider's own Frosty, Frosty Wine Drop. So he's, he's always a good moderator. I went to his Q&A for... The boy, um, the boy Frosty. I, I, all, I went to his Q&A for Infinity War that he did with the Russo brothers. Two-hour freaking Q&A, so... Uh, they have a good camaraderie together, and I think Frosty knows his shit. He said they've been planning some really special shit for this. So he this was talking about that on uh, on the uh, Collider Live. Live yep. yep. And so this is going to be. I think they're going to do some really cool stuff for this. So this is something people will definitely be interested. I love in what Frosty it. he was he was uh, he was accentuating. This is not a Marvel's Endgame panel. Yeah, it's this like is a Russo Brothers yeah, panel. Yeah, yeah. So they've got other shit in the works. Maybe we're going to hear about their Star Wars. Yeah, trilogy that they're yeah. Well, they have this new movie they're prepping right now. It's called Cherry with Tom Holland, and yep. it's um like uh I think it's about the uh, like this guy who comes back from the Iraq War, and it's about opioid addiction or something like that. Interesting. Um, and Tom Holland's gonna star in it, and that's gonna be their first post Marvel right. um film. So they're gonna cover that, but I'm sure they'll cover whatever oh, they they're have, working they on. They have after to that talk too. about the Star Wars shit. Yeah. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead and back to back with The Walking Dead, moderated by the boy I Chris Hardwick. Really give a two shits about either of those. I. Have, Sorry to like say I, and that's fine. Like I said, I've been going every year. Yeah. So the Walking you just Dead. Go for the just just like for the experience of it. Though, uh, right? like yeah, those people. And the Walking Dead room. has been look. It's had its ups and downs over and over and over again. I just go because it's a thing that I do. Yeah. So like to, it, more so to say, you go less for the footage as opposed to just the experience of going to the panel. Here's the thing, though. The footage is why I started rewatch. Why I got back into Fear the Walking Dead. I oh, s- I didn't realize I you got stopped, back into it. I stopped watching on the first half of season two, and yeah. I think somewhere. I think it was the trailer for 3B, the back half of season three. I I was like, "Yo, this looks fucking awesome," and I uh, and I and I went back and rewatched it, and I still watch Fear the Walking Dead to this day. Uh, after the Walking Dead, The Witcher, the Netflix series with uh, Henry Cavill, Superman. I know everybody's like super excited about that. I don't really have a lot of anticipation for it, so I hope that I don't either. That's why that's I said I don't either. Yeah, I hope it's really going to be something. With that said, though, the thing you have the least expectation for can often blow you away. Like could be cool. Mad Max Fury Road when nobody was really expecting that to blow them away, and I was pretty. That was that was the, but a lot of people weren't. You know, right. So I think that maybe have made it's it's kind of the the wild card. I think Uh, one of the wild card panels. Yeah, I mean, I'm not excited about it, so I'm going to miss it. This is the two hour block where I'm going to leave and go do my Hall H line shift for Saturday. So we're going to miss The Witcher and we're going to miss Netflix's The Dark Crystal. That looks really interesting, but I'm not a really I I'm not I don't have a reverence for The Dark Crystal. Yeah, my me me neither, so we're going to miss The Witcher and The Dark Crystal. We're going to come back in time for the Game of Thrones panel Q&A I session. Mean, you will. I'll be going uh, fine. I'm going back by myself. Oh, are you going to be in there? Uh, I'm going for the Game of Thrones panel. I'm not, I'm not going to fucking Game of Thrones, dude. I haven't I haven't watched Game of Thrones. That's fair. After Game of Thrones is Preacher. Preacher is great. I have not caught up, but I do love the show. Yeah, it's I a good still show, I again, still like I'm, it. I just haven't I'm not invested. caught up on it. Yeah. 
That is it for uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Hall H, enter the Star Trek universe panel. That's interesting. They're gonna. I think that's supposed to be talking about all the like Picard. Yep. They're gonna preview Picard and whatever uh, uh, Discovery and whatever else is coming after that. This is an interesting one. Westworld three. They're gonna talk about Westworld. Is HBO's doing Westworld and Watchmen, right? Are they doing yep. Watchmen presentation? Uh, oh no, they're they're doing the show, but it's not on the slate for the. Oh, okay, because they have for an the activation con. for oh. Watchmen downtown. I want to check it out this year. So that was I just couldn't remember if they were doing right. the panel or not. After that, the 20th anniversary of animation show of shows, which is funny because that's usually like the first thing, like eight, like nine, ten in the morning yeah, when it's the trailer part when of, I keep sleeping. Yeah. Um. But but that's at 2:45 on a Saturday, so that's huge. After that, Entertainment Weekly Women Who Kick Ass, a panel that comes every year. It's always fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 5:15 p.m. Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. Delicious. We already talked about that, so skipping on. Kevin Smith reboots Hall H is the last panel that day. Here's the thing. I don't want to be in Hall H till 9 p.m. I really, no. really, really don't. But I, I also really, really wanna don't want to miss this Kevin Smith panel. I know. I really – Jason Mew's coming out. Uh, I might sh- I might have to be in Hall H I literally really, all day. Yeah, I know. It's That's rough, brutal dude. because you, what, you get out at 9 p.m. I want to go dude. back to the hotel, drop my shit off. And we got to cast. And, yeah, and cast and then go out for the night. <sighs> brutal, dude. We brutal have to miss it because the marvel stuff we're gonna have to do we're that. gonna be pumped on saturday all we're gonna talk about is the marvel stuff let's be real like that's gonna yeah. be the talk of the town that night or we do like a sunday morning cast i mean we could i'm already like no dude well, i'm we, already trying to skirt could, my responsibilities we could, we could talk we could talk about marvel more in depth maybe like sunday afternoon when we're chilling at the at the pool or something like that yeah you know what we I mean? could do that too okay that is the end of saturday sunday no one gives a shit about supernatural special video presentation you know what that actually is it's their last season so That'll be exciting yeah, for the fans. I, I'm, yeah, people who are into Supernatural, yes. I'm just not, again, not invested, and uh, I'm not caught up on the show, so it's yeah. Hard. Riverdale special video presentation. Mayans Motorcycle mm-hmm. Club. Yeah, Mayans MC. And then uh, Comic-Con 50 Trailer Park. Trailer Park has been a staple every year, and it's back. Yep. Uh, that is the entire Hall H slate. Uh, Marvel Studios... Sunday? There's not a lot going on Sunday. No, I'm not at all. The last panel's at 2.15. Wow. Um, Marvel... Uh, Game of Thrones, Russo Brothers, and I would say Terminator are like the l- biggest things. Yeah. I hate including Terminator on that list, but I think it's true. Yeah. I mean, in terms of movies, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's it. That's that's what's the big the big kahuna in terms of Hall H, you know. Um, but you know, for me, I'm uh, I'm. There's a few TV things I'm actually kind of interested. Like, I want to go to the Archer panel. I would love to. I've never been to an Archer panel, so it's kind of just one of those. It things seems like it would be to. a fucking trip for sure. Yeah, it seems like it totally. would be just a lot of fun. Like H- it, you know, all those actors and like it's just fun yeah. seeing them banter. And then I uh, might go to the Flash panel only because I'm watching the show and I might do interviews for it. So Hard it's eye kind roll. Of a little bit of an obligatory thing, but if I don't have to go to it, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm excited for the so, IMD boat. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. We're going to make that happen this year. we got a lot of stuff going on. And then we have, of course, all the activations. You know, there's the, the Amazon activation. Uh, we're going to be checking out the DC booth on the show floor this year. So that's going to be cool. I'm going to infiltrate it as the uh, hardcore Marvel fan. Yep. And then we're going to shoot maybe shoot a little video or two, a little surprise video or two. We'll see. I'm going to graffiti it with, like, the MCU rules or some yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get kicked out of Comic-Con before. <laughs> 
piss MCU all over. Day the one, I get kicked out of Comic Con yeah. for peeing on the fucking oh, the DC stage. On, it's on the second stage, on the second floor of the DC stage. <laughs> um, and then you know other stuff throughout the, the throughout the weekend, such as like they have an Orville experience. They have a little um, po- uh, a pop up activation for Shazam and Detective Pikachu Blu-rays. Remember that coming out. So stuff like that. So we we should be able to see a lot of stuff. And you know we've got including myself and Joel. There's six of us going to be attending, hitting all this shit. So we'll hopefully be able to to you know to see it all and, and report back. You might you might get a uh, reboot of uh, Surprise It's a Quiz. Ooh, we'll see. I might. I might bring back my 2015 New York Comic Con surprise quiz show called uh, "Surprise It's a Quiz." Yep, really, surprise it's a quiz. 2. Really, 0. really solid name choice there. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it works because you just you, you bait people into it. I think I think being drunk at 11 in the morning in New York Comic Con was a really good time to come up with a name for a game show, <laughs> and I came up with "Surprise It's a Quiz." Not to mention getting paid to drink beer. I miss Con TV. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, they used to. They used oh, to pay me eye, so much the money. Eye, the eye flutter, dude, was the best. They used to pay me so much money to just drink beer and do al- shit. almost almost nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Hey, remember that time you tried to interview someone while playing video games? <laughs> I do. It was a horrible idea. I remember. <laughs> no wonder they went under. Yeah, right. um, no, I miss Conti a lot. <laughs> yeah. That was a cool opportunity. It, it is. It is the only reason that I still host to this day, bro. Yeah. So That's the reason why you want to host more. It is, and we'll talk about that in the plugs later, but I have a new show. We'll talk about it later. Um, Well, you kind of already hinted at it a little bit. A little bit. Uh, Fuck it. I mean, fuck. This is already 45 minutes. We just make this a fucking Comic-Con episode, bro? Yeah, we probably should. We were we were we were Maybe gonna we talk about Stranger Things talk three about it a little bit. We know we don't have to go super in depth. Like I there I, there's some stuff I have to say, but to be honest, I don't have like I don't think we could have an hour long discussion about Stranger Things. <sighs> I could really no absolutely. I, I think we could easily hold like a I mean this <laughs> shop talk on air. That's fine. Um, they're they're used like to it. A, totally, we could easily hold like a for me uh, probably talk about thirty forty minutes uh, solid for that show. All right, fuck more it. More than that. All right, fuck it. You're getting you're getting. Unless you want to do more con talk. You're getting, I mean, I don't really know you're getting a double episode. To. We could talk about all the parties that are happening that we're going to try to go to. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, that's true. The what IMDb boat is what I, it's just like. Yeah, hang out with Kevin. Out of all out of all of the really cool convention things I've done in my life, I've never gotten on the IMDb boat You've always somehow. been so close yet so far. And so the fact that I might probably get on the IMDb boat is huge for me. Uh, we'll see. I've done a lot of cool things, and that is still on my list. I don't want to um, jinx it. Yeah, I don't want to counter chickens yet, but there's a good pop. So, we'll yeah, yeah. so Stranger Things 3. Yeah, Stranger control. Things 3 came out. Um, I liked it a lot more than Season 2, mm-hmm. um, and I also think it's better than Season 1. Really? Yeah, okay. I think it's a really solid fucking episode. I think they take all of the best parts of every character and have them shine to their fullest mm-hmm. and then uh i think i think what they did really really well before we get into spoilers was season one was really good right mm-hmm. season two had its issues yeah. i think season three took the best parts of season one and were aware of the worst parts of season two and, and dropped those entirely it, yeah. and then created a a a accumulation season of yeah. one and two it's like a greatest hits if you will yeah and I think it's I think it's really good. They do a lot of really cool things. Um, I was never bored. I was I found myself bored a few times in season two. Oh um, yeah, 
I was yeah. I I I was sure. not bored in season three once. I still love all the same characters I loved from mm-hmm. the last seasons. I love new characters. Mm-hmm. I found appreciation for older characters that I once did not have appreciation yeah. for. Um, and they really found a really... <sighs> let me rephrase that. They found a really good way to do the same shit in a different way. Yes. Like the whole, like, like the, the whole point, with, yeah. Without repeating the beats, of Be- the because the whole point of Stranger Things is that oh, just the monsters are still here. But yeah. I liked, I really enjoyed their explanation for that. Yeah, which actually ironically piggybacks off season two, which is funny, but that's not really a spoiler. Just right. the ending of season two, yeah. Well, yeah, but still, right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, really enjoyed it. And I watched it all, and I, I watched it in one day. Um, yeah. I binged the literal so fuck out of it. I, we watched uh, it on uh, the first day on the uh, yeah. fourth. Actually, I was not bored at all, and I am very, very excited for season four. And when we get into spoilers at the end, I've got so many fucking theories. Okay, so we'll get into it. All right, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll just we'll just hop into spoilers now. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I I didn't ask you what you thought about. I it. mean, I, you, <laughs> you pretty much summed up like the way I feel. I I pretty much agree with everything. I do have a few small, um, I don't want to call them nitpicks. Because I don't think they're nitpicks, but like I, I had a few small issues, yeah, character issues, and like one storyline in particular that didn't like really resonate, and we can talk about that in spoilers. Overall, though, I think that the show is I wouldn't I would say it's it's about even for uh, for, for me in terms of quality with season one. I don't think it's the that's best still, season. That's still that's still saying a lot, though. but it's in a huge improvement, and I think it's super refreshing, and I think the pace of the show is really relentless, like. In oh episode yeah! Episode four or five, you feel like, oh shit, we're in the cl- we're not even in halfway through the series, and you like it's just really shit does not it's a slow really down. Impulsive season, yeah. you know what I mean? Ab- absolutely. And so I really appreciated that. I I know we can talk again, talk about this more in depth in spoilers. A lot of people um, gave Hopper's arc in the season a lot of shit because he's different than he was before. Yeah. But I think it was actually one of the things I love the most about this season. I think it really spoke volumes about, kind of like you said, the way that um, the show was trying to 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 improve, do what it had done well, but also improve and like add new elements to the characters and the situations. And I think that goes for Will, too. I think Will was one of my favorite characters this season. Really? Mostly, they don't do a lot with him, but I think that they proved that, like, you can make that character interesting. Like I, I liked his arc a lot, actually. Um, again, they don't do a whole lot with it, but I think it goes to show that you can take those characters and reinvigorate them. You know what I mean? Which this season does. I'm actually very excited that they didn't spend a lot of time on Will because yeah, no. he was still kind of the main focus of season two. And the totally. whole time I was like, why? Yeah. Totally. Why are we doing this again? Ag- agreed. And I'm glad yeah. he gets to be more of a character this time as opposed to just being a plot device. You know what I mean? Abs- Absolutely. Well, I mean, he was still kind of a plot device in this movie because he's the whole reason. A little that bit, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but still, less of a plot device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked all that stuff. And, and, I mean, I guess we can really just jump into spoilers. I don't think there's anything else I can really say without going deeper in. But I would say, overall, I'd probably give this like a four out of Four out of five. Out of Ooh, five. that's pretty good yeah, for it's you. Yeah, pretty good. I, I I enjoyed it. There's not. I was not. I was. I it. was not expecting that. I mean, I I I really dig Stranger Th- Stranger Things. It taps into a lot of what I'm into. I think you know the movie is a l- uh, the movie the the 
show plays a little bit too heavy into the 80s nostalgia and the the 80s pop culture references like it and and sometimes it feels like the show uses that as a crutch a little bit but i think for the most part it worked really well in the season what they did yeah i think that if it only relied on the on on the nostalgia the show wouldn't be as good agreed but 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 the writing is so good that like i'm okay with all of the heavy nostalgia mystery the mystery works in season two um I think the nostalgia is okay because they do everything else so well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just think that, like, um, yeah, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we can talk about it more. But, yeah, so I really, really enjoyed it um, this season, that is. And uh, I guess, is there anything else you want to say before spoilers? Something I didn't mention about Comic-Con is I'm so excited to just ride birds around everywhere. I'm just going to ride fucking electric scooters all day, every day. You are? Oh, it's going to be great. How much do they cost? Bird gang, bitch. Caca. Caca. It's a bird gang, dude. I don't know. They're like a dollar to activate and like f- 15 cents a minute. Oh, that's not bad. I didn't they're know not bad at all. That's cool. It's the fucking quickest way to get around, dude. Yeah. I love it. The problem is, well, I guess... I used to you, talk... No, I. you know how much I, like I the, don't how like... How crowded it would be. To, it would be tough to weave through It people, works, though. dude. Really? Look, you know how much I don't li- like... I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. I used to talk so much shit on those scooters, and yeah. then Comic-Con last year, I rode them every day, and I was like, these things are the best things. You're like, what the fuck was I doing? I was like, these are the best things that have ever been invented. Fuck you, Edison. <laughs> Electricity. This is like the the most tangenty uh, discussion we've. This had is why electricity was invented. Yeah, <laughs> to make these scooters. Uh, sorry, I just saw something on Twitter about the scoot scoots. Nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, back to Stranger Things. We yeah, we can just jump straight into spoilers. Um, the big explanation of why there are still bad guys in the uh, Hawkins after the rift has been closed is because uh, when the monster leaves, will. It has nowhere to go. It got stuck. It got stuck behind. World. Yeah, and I that's why Which I, I appreciate it. I think that's really cool. It didn't yeah. die, it just left his body and where did it go? Yeah, and it that's it a didn't really go anywhere. Interesting premise like what 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 do you do, you know? Yeah. Um and if you're the monster. The rift yeah. the rift uh the the interdimensional vagina was closed. Uh <laughs> it's what it looks like. It really is. There's no It's really like <laughs> phallic imagery. There's no way to for for it to get back, so I really enjoyed that 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 was their explanation for why they're doing the same shit again. Yeah, if if it had just been like ah, it's back. Yeah, and you're then, like, then, Fuck. And then this season they have a giant penis laser gun trying to open the vagina phallus. They do indeed have a giant <laughs> penis laser gun. It's great. Um, <laughs> we get fan favorite Billy back into the mix. I'm not okay. So I don't. I I I said fan favorite. I'm yeah. not. I I, I I don't like his character. I I was okay. I, I didn't hate him like a lot of people did in the second season. I just think that he's kind of a nothing character in this season, and I it sucks because I think uh, how do you say it? Decray Montgomery or yeah. Dacre Montgomery? I don't yeah, know how you yeah, say. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a really great actor. You know what I mean? Like he's he's been in some some really like I really liked him in the Power Rangers movie. Like he was really good in that movie. And hard eye roll for those at I home. know but still he was excellent in it um and there's actually a bunch of people who are blowing up from that movie now yeah um and so I was really looking forward to th- that they were going to hopefully improve and I think that that for instance um one of the things that they really dropped the ball on in this in this season for me was was his arc and especially at the end, you know, like yeah. his moment of redemption, so to speak. I just didn't it didn't land for me. Oh, it wasn't and, it wasn't and, and no one no one gave a and shit. And the struggle between him and Max like is non existent and it's just it's it didn't really work for me. There was no but that's not the arc I was alluding to earlier. There was no building of his character in a good sense 
for you to care that he dies. Yeah, because in this, he was always an asshole. He's the will of this season. He's the plot device too. That's the problem. But like, if he had done something cool and caring and sweet that we cared about, yeah, at some point throughout the series, yeah, you make him re- somewhat redeemable. He was just a dick, and then he was a dick, and then he was a dick that was, was dead. Go and you're like, he was going to go cheat on uh, on some. That is one of the yeah. stupidest. Mike. So Mike's mom is yeah. all of a sudden going to fuck this it's, teenager. Okay, so that's that's one of the things they didn't allude to an unhappy marriage that at all. Arc is totally dropped. Like that storyline is dropped yeah. after episode two, and it's weird because why include that so at the, all? I agree. And so one of the big things I didn't work think worked for uh, for this season was the um, was the Nancy. Um, storyline at the at the at the is it nancy yeah yeah uh at the, the nancy storyline at, at the newspaper the newspaper yeah oh i dug that i i, I just didn't think it, it felt forced like the whole like uh female empowerment like message that was trying to sell you know and like the guy's like oh you know you can't be a journalist and she's like i can be a journalist and and i just think it's a little bit weird because this show sets up a lot of that stuff and then they never they just kind of drop it like by season four or five, whenever that hospital scene happens, that's the end of that arc, and you don't really the characters don't really change or learn anything. Those two in particular, at least. You I mean, know? I think the point of that was uh, if they had, if if anybody had paid attention to her early on, uh, they may have been able to solve this problem before it got too big. I think totally, the, I of course. Think the point that, yeah. was that they're not listening to her because she's a woman. Of course, and I think it's. I, I just don't think it's like there's no meat. Obviously, that's what it's trying to say, but there's no meat to that. You know what I mean? Like it's an idea that's never fully explored, especially because they drop the storyline by the time they again, like I said, they get to that hospital. I mean, sequence they with get Jake fired, Busey and so. shit. Well, no, with Jake Busey, where he comes back and they have to kill him, and he's a literal monster because he's a misogynist. Get it? And to toxic masculinity. Bro, did I tell you that I worked with Jake Busey on a western? Really? How was he? He was a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. He seems like he's he's good at playing an asshole, so yeah. I was curious. Like, no, uh, he was uh he he was he you know, he showed up and Gary he, Busey's son. He showed up and he did his job. He wasn't an asshole. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. He was I mean that's all cool you can guy. ask out of somebody. I really so, enjoyed you know what? I didn't enjoy it I I didn't enjoy it while it was happening and then after the fact I did. Um, what's that? Dustin comes home from camp mm. and then spends 90% of the of of the season without his friends. And I was like kind of mad about it while I was watching it. I was like what the fuck? Yeah. The, the this is about like the losers club so to speak. Um well, I think that's part of the point is it's about them growing up and becoming different. So yes. I know. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I'm just getting my thoughts out. I was saying like after I watched the series, I was like, okay, I actually it's more about, I think, his relationship with Steve now. You know what yeah. I mean? He had a really good relationship with Steve yeah, in the last think, season. Again, that's building on what really worked in season two. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, at first I was like, oh, man, it kind of sucks that like, he's not getting to hang with his friends. Um, but he just has such good chemistry with J- Joe Keery that like yeah. you can't not have them but it's in also, the season together. It also gives Dustin some something really interesting to chew on too, in terms of like his friends not believing him, yeah, and like the the the, the sort of dissonance in their relationship that becomes that that becomes you know that comes from that. 
Um, That's so, a pretty good 80s movie trope, too, though. Like, oh, yeah, you have a girlfriend that doesn't yeah, exist. Totally. And I, I think uh, the way that, you know, because as the audience, like, you pretty much believe, too, like, oh, no, he's totally bullshitting. Like, that's something kids do. Like, they lie about that kind of shit, you know? And so I love that they played against that. And eventually, you know, that, that reveal in the last episode with him <laughs> singing uh, what song is it? Is the, the best, never-ending dude. story. Yeah, it's the best. Bro, if I was Hopper and I was like, the world's about to end. Stop singing your stupid fucking song. Yeah. Give me the fucking code. Yeah, seriously. Dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, you stupid... Fu- Sorry, that was totally mean. You were Stupid a f- kid. You were in a fucking nightgown, you nerd. Yeah. Uh, so the monster is like this weird amalgamation of like people exploding. Yeah, it's like eating- a goo... Yeah, it's like people are eating chemicals and fertilizer and then exploding and all becoming one giant monster. Yeah. And there's a really... I would say... Okay, so would you say that the majority of the movie... <laughs> I said it too. The majority of this season is set at the mall, right? There's this oh, new yeah, mall. Oh, yeah, it's crucial, crucial. There's this new mall in Hawkins. You know, the 80s was a big time for the malls. Mm-hmm. The malls of America. The boom. The mall boom. Yeah, the mall boom. Uh Steve's working at a ice cream shop. All the kids sneak into Scoops the movies. Ahoy. Scoops ahoy, baby. Um, yeah, and he's sneaking them all in, and then he has a new coworker who. Um, you uh, just told me this today. Yeah. What's her name in the show, though? It's um, Robin. Robin, but her name is Maya Hawk, of course. Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's daughter. Yep. I just found that out this morning. Yep. And it's and once I you said, know that you're like, oh, and that I makes said, sense. I said that's why she's so fucking hot. <laughs> you did that. That is a word for word recount of what happened. That makes sense. Those are two very beautiful fucking people. Of course, yeah. their child looks like that. Yeah, and they got the acting genes too. So. I get it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of really cool action. Yeah. In this season, yeah. The first, the first fight between Billy and the kids is really fucking cool. Where that's in episode like three or four, right? Yeah, that's about the midway point. It's where they trap him in the steam room. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Elle's kind of getting her ass kicked, and Mike, like, look, she fucks shit up. Mike, like, well, yeah, but Mike also fucking hits him over the head with like the with the fucking pole. Yeah, like to be of what? How? What, what are they? Thirteen? I think they're supposed to be like fourteen Maybe or fifteen 14? at this point. Dude, for a fourteen-year-old kid to like stand up and like hit. An adult, essentially. An adult monster? Like, yeah. dude, Mike's got some balls. Yeah. So well, like, he loves L, man. I really... It's the power of love. That is hey, another... You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. That's also a really good thing that they do this season is their relationship. They have been together kind of since the beginning, and it would have... I think it would have been boring to just see them do the same thing. Of course. And instead, they have a little... Uh, what is what is young love if a you don't? A little turmoil, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. What what is young love if you don't break up three or four times in your relationship? Yeah, and then get back together. Like I love yeah. how Max is like, it, it, uh, what Lucas is like. We she's broken up with me five times yeah. this summer. Like, Max dumped <laughs> me seven times. It's so funny, but yeah, it's so, so it's so in- indicative of like high young school love. dating. Yeah, totally yeah. young love, absolutely. So, Ellen Mike break up, and the whole series, the whole season is kind of about well, and Hopper's happy about it. The whole th- oh, the whole I, time Hopper's playing hard dad. So and he's I like, love, I love, dude. The, his acting in this it was cracking me up because I love how much Hopper's stressing over like their over relationship. His, uh, three inches, like the door's got to be open. It's so good. And a lot of people were bitching about saying, "Oh, his character's changed so much." And it's like he's a dad. He's a dad, and he's growing as a character too. And that's yeah. what I appreciate. It's not just one facet that you're sort of 
of like re- rehashing every season. You know, he's got a teenage daughter. Absolutely, your life is going to change when you have a Absolutely. teenage daughter. And the thing I really, really, really appreciated about the portrayal of Hopper in the season is is like he's not really a good dad. Like he's a flawed dad. He's trying his hardest, but he's not really good at it. And he's he's, he's a flawed you know, human in general. He makes he makes some really stupid like bad decisions like uh like doing what he does to mike in the car like yeah but i mean it's also kind of a plot device but it really takes his character in an interesting way which that's never really explored in the season and i think that's like um i think there's little nuances like that that like really really play um play truthfully you know what i mean in a lot of those scenes i also thought that scene was interesting because as a 14 year old kid maybe i'm just way more rebellious than mike but if someone's dad was like, "You can't see my daughter," I would be like, <laughs> "I'm sneaking in tonight, motherfucker!" Like, yeah, you're not gonna well, stop I mean, me. Hopper's, Hopper's kind of crazy, and he does have a gun, and he's the chief of police, so it's like, yeah. Oh, that's a great scene when he, when uh, when Hopper tries to leave the restaurant with the bottle of Chianti wine. Oh God! And the guy's like, "You can't do that." And he's like, "I'm the chief of police. What are you gonna do? Call the cops?" Yeah. <laughs> so and good. also, the shirt he wears is the best. The man. fucking I, the Magnum PI shirt. PI shirt, dude, is yeah. the best. It's pretty fucking good. It's just a pink ass freaking flamingo uh, palm tree shirt or whatever it's he's so wearing. good yeah i would so i yeah i guess like you said we're not there's really not a whole lot to say about the season i really enjoyed um i think it was a lot more of a horror show this season than it was last i really i oh the day of the dead elements in it absolutely yeah, so yeah, good yeah. i would say i would say it plays more into so suspense than horror like there are some horror moments, but the show's never really scary. I would say it's more suspenseful than it is scary. Like yeah, but having, have a, bi- a, yeah, but having a giant shots. monster on the screen is of course you have a couple monster shots, but like you, I don't know. I feel like especially in that last episode, the Battle of Starcourt or whatever it is, where yeah. they're all battling the monster. I feel like that it kind of borders on like being an action sequence and not like right. a horror scare sequence. Oh, you yeah, know okay, I, mean? I buy that. So I again. I agree, but I also like uh, think it's again a little bit more nuanced and specific than that. The in general. the drug scene with uh, Steve and Robin is so good. Oh, it's amazing! That whole sequence—they're just sc- jacked up for like two episodes. Who do you and... work for? Scoops Ahoy! <laughs> I'm serious, man. No, the uh, I really love the. Uh, I think maybe my my the most memorable f- scene for me and my favorite scene was the elevator scene where they have to heart to heart and you learn that basically she's like uh like she's essentially gay yep and he thinks like you that oh I love that's the way in the bathroom when they're puking oh sorry in the bathroom and i love and i love uh the way that the show plays on those expectations like the show paints them to be like the romantic well, love and, and you totally you're supposed to think it, that everybody's dude. in love with steve harrington exactly and yeah. you totally buy it and i love the way that the show like uh, sort of uh, subverts it subverts that and upends that in a really interesting way and in a really surprising way and it makes um it makes her character like one of the the best most interesting characters that's been added this season and they become really good friends yeah and it's just another season of steve harrington being the best part of stranger Things. absolutely and once that moment happened i actually fucking cared for her like in a yeah. big way you know like that's the emotional investment moment for that character for me so uh, we get to see Lucas's sister come yes, into a, and, a big part. You don't, you don't realize it's Lucas's sister until the end, right? Because uh, no, I, didn't have I think that I knew until the end. But yeah, that's a great like. Although I will say it's like, all right, I know it's I know Hawkins is a small town, but like, how many siblings are we gonna have like intertwined? It's like all right. siblings, you know. Dude, people in the Midwest, all they do is fuck. Yeah, so like that's true. Everybody's got all siblings in the Midwest, is, dude. It's true. 
You you got nothing to do but harvest corn and fuck. That's yeah. all. That's all. That's all you do. Yep. Dude, especially in the that's 80s. That's all you be doing. Dude, in the 80s, what else do you... There's no internet. What, what else are you going to do but fuck all the time? <laughs> that's it, Absolutely. Dude. Watch the Wheel of Fortune on your fucking tube television and have sex. That's all. Oh, man. Sounds like a like a fun time. Sounds great. Um, I really enjoyed... Uh, let's get into, I guess, maybe the final stretch of talking about it is the Russian invasion of Hawkins, which was... Okay. Which was... Uh, Ah, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was predicted by uh, what Merv? What's no? I'm sorry. Who's the oh, the conspiracy guy? Bald Eagle. Yeah, I can't remember what his name is, but God I know who you're talking damn about. It. I know he's, he's in guy. he's in Fleabag. I yeah. know I I fucking know that actor. Yeah, he's he's been in a bunch of stuff. I don't um, know exactly, what you're talking about. I don't remember if it was season one or season two, but he said like, no, "Oh, there's a Russian, there's there's secret Russian spies in Hawkins." Yeah, and David Harbour's like. You're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and it actually comes true. But I love and that that's what set up for the payoff in this season. And those are some of the There's best. really Russian. The best sequence. Uh, some of the best sequences are like the Slurpee, like uh, strawberry <laughs> or whatever it is. I really enjoyed that scene where Hopper gives the keys yep. to the Russian agent. Yep. And that's the, what I'm talking about, dude. The entire time, you're... In the same mindset as Winona Ryder. You're like, this and, guy's fucking crazy. And the other guy, you're like, why are you giving <laughs> him the keys? He's going to leave. And he gets in the car. Dude. And he starts driving away. And the whole time, you're like, what are you doing? And then it turns out that Hopper was right the whole time. Dude, it's so good, man. It re- that's it's stuff like that that really makes you love these characters. You know what I mean? Like, you yep. just, it's hard not to be invested in their journey. Even if Hopper is kind of a toxic asshole in this season, like, I still think he's an interesting toxic asshole. Oh, I just and he's love... likable and he's 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 redeemable. That's the thing. If he wasn't redeemable like Jake Busey's character, then it would be nothing. But Brett Gelman. Brett Gelman is the actor. There you go. Um I and I really love that He's the token Jewish guy in all the movies. Yep. Hopper was right. He can't go back because they the Russians will just think that he has defected to the American ways. Yeah. Yep. You know what I didn't know until I watched a review video about this fucking season is that Carrie Yules is the mayor. Yeah, you didn't know that? It was Carrie, Carrie Ellis. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, from Princess Bride and yeah, Sawfame. I know. Yeah. It doesn't really look like him. Oh, I noticed it right away, dude. Oh, dude, I didn't know in, yeah. until after they, the fact. He's powdered up and make, make it. Like, there's yeah. some makeup there, but, like, it's definitely. I was like, oh, that's Carrie Ellis. I dude, by did the way, not the, know. This show's done a really good job of getting weird character actors like Matthew Modine for the first season yeah. to, like, play the antagonists in the show. It was super cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's a Russian dude named Alexei. He gives them information. It's a really cute scene where, like, he doesn't speak their language. And so, like, you know, it's that classic. A comedy trope of like you have to live with somebody that or you have to be around someone that you can't communicate with and yeah. you're on opposite sides yeah. <laughs> and then you I don't know why the internet loves Alexi so much he was a cute character but like when he died I wasn't really that concerned about it yeah it's kind of one of those again that's a little bit one of the non sequiturs that's one of the characters that I didn't care for as much but I will say that his Okay, not I don't want to say I, I I didn't care for him. I just wasn't really at the end of the season like I in the beginning of season 4, I won't be like, "Oh, I really miss I wish I, I really wish Alexi was still around." Like that's yeah. that's not the way I feel. So, it's just one of those things where he was an amusing character, but again, it's one of the um 
probably one of the weaker uh, characterizations this season, I would say. Dude, talking about but 80s nostalgia, good. how do we not talk about the dude who's essentially the fucking Terminator? Who? The fucking Russian hitman. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Who's yeah, clearly yeah. the Terminator. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Um, yeah, I mean... There's the Russian stuff. Uh, it was cool. I like the like kind of reference to like the the whole Red Dawn aspect of it. You know what I yep. mean? That kind of stuff. But I don't think those. I don't know. I it was fine. I didn't like the the Russian stuff. Didn't blow me away. Like when they're in the bunker and all that yeah. stuff. It's, it's cool. The character stuff is really good. But it's not like oh my god. Like I really remember those. Like they all kind of just like blend together for me. Yeah. Uh, fuck it, dude. So let's what? What do you think about the ending, though? We yeah. gotta talk about Hopper, man. I was about to say, fuck it. So like, they fight the big monster. Billy dies, thank God, because his, his character's horrible. Um, they they defeat, sacrifices himself because stupid. we didn't care. They defeat the Mind Flayer and uh, Winona Ryder and David Harbor. I was gonna say Hopper are. In the base with the machine that is opening up the interdimensional vagina. The, the, the penis laser machine. Yeah, the penis laser machine opening up the interdimensional vagina. And he's fighting the Terminator. <laughs> and Winona Ryder has a chance to destroy the machine, but Hopper doesn't have time to get back into the safety glass. Yeah. She does it because she, she knows it's the right thing to do. She has to pull a, wand, uh, a WandaVision, so to speak. <laughs> yep. But she closes her eyes when she does it. Yeah. And she looks down. Yeah. And then you look back mm -hmm. and Hopper's gone. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to believe. He's definitely alive. That Hopper's dead. He's definitely alive. What do you think happened to him? I think he so, jumped through the vagina. So either he went into the upside down or he maybe jumped off the platform somehow. Jumping off the platform, would st you would still die. All of the Russian people who were not on the platform still yeah. got disintegrated. My my guess would... Yeah, that's true. I but think what he if he jumped, jumped down? Like, what if, you know, like, cling, if there's any explanation, cling onto a rock or, you know, a phantom menace in Obi-Wan's case, you know what I mean? Cling onto the, to the one pole that's sticking out. You could you could you could say that that's a feasible thing because you're below the sort of blast radius of it. If you maybe, I but think I he jumped that. into I the think, upside down. I think he went in. There's that would make the most logical. There's sense. a there's a really quick shot where after him and Joyce share that like cute mm -hmm. like goodbye thing, he looks at the rift. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah. Would you rather? Would you rather jump into the upside down and maybe die, or would you rather absolutely and die there's, right there's now? Af there's uh, the interesting thing is there's no evidence of disintegration either because don't the other guys like get disintegrated somehow? Yep. With it, I can't remember exactly. I'd have to go back and watch it, but that's the interesting thing. I so. think it would be a really cool story element too because he's had a daughter that's been in the upside down, and yeah. now he's in the upside down. Yep. Yeah. And maybe that's where that's where the season comes is like maybe it's a rescue mission, you know, by L or something like that. The other question is about L's powers, you know. Oh yeah, How we didn't talk about that. that. She and he, actually, here's the great thing: Mike being the concerned boyfriend the whole time, like she's pushing herself too far, and everyone's kind of telling him, like, "Shut the fuck up, you're yeah, being an asshole." Like she knows how to like what her limit is. Turns but out he was totally right. Turns out she doesn't because yeah. she lost her powers. Yeah, because she pushed herself too hard. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously she's going to get them back, or it wouldn't be the show. Of course. Yeah, and she has to be able to learn something from that too, as a yeah. character, you know, and be able to grow. So I see why they did that, and I think it's a good choice for the character. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. I do think that Hopper is in the upside down though. 100%. I would say that's a high pr probability. Um, that would just make sense. Do you think there's any chance he's actually dead? Very, 
very slim. If, Ten. If he's dead, do you think there's a way to bring him back or maybe pull an alternate version of himself out of the Upside Down or some crazy shit like that? No. Okay. I'm just curious because, like, you could play... You could include Harper in Season 4 potentially through flashbacks or by bringing him back to life, but I think both of those would be stupid. So, I think that there... If so, <laughs> it's... It's tough that you ask me if I think there's any chance he's actually dead. I think there's a like a like a like a five to ten percent chance that he's actually dead. Like that that slam. I think I think he's one hundred percent still alive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I buy that. Whether or not he's gonna survive the upside down. Yeah. I you know the question he is he might die next season. Question but is I don't think how. he's but I don't think he's dead question is how right now. Right. Um another theory about it though is that so he's in the upside down, right? So the post credit scene Helicopters. Hey. The post credit scene is the Russians in Russia. It's revealed that they have a Demogorgon in yep, a cage. A demidog. And they go to feed somebody to this Demogorgon. And the first uh, kind of jail cell they go to, the person goes, no, not the American. They go to the next room and they pull out another guy and they feed that guy. The theories are that the American is Hopper. That's what, yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't think it lines up, though. I don't know how we got there. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. If the Russians have figured out a way to open up the interdimensional vagina from Russia. It could be a flash forward. Not from Hawkins. Yeah. From and Russia, they're able to do it. He can go in comes, one way and come out the other. Yeah, so he comes out through the vagina and out the anus. Yeah, he comes I mean, out of the interdimensional butthole. Yeah, and he's <laughs> and he's accidentally in Rick Russia. And, reference. and they're like, "Oh well, we arrest you." You know, like yeah. they're like, "Oh, fucking American." And I think I don't know who else. It, it's 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 either a new character or a topper. Those are the only two options. I don't know who else it would be. Yeah, I mean. It's or it's maybe just a new character, you know what I mean? You know who it could be in season two. It was hinted that uh, Papa is alive still. Whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's tough to say. It's tough to say because you could really take it in any direction. I think it's only supposed to go to five seasons, though, right? The show. I think they said four or five seasons. They didn't specify a number. They just said they wanted to go a couple more. And then they want it to end. So yeah, that could say, be four. That could be five. That could be six. I would say in general, though, like one of my one of my big concerns about season four, the potential for season four, is that it's I I feel like after season three, S Stranger Things has really started to become a formula within itself. Yeah, and I think that if they follow that formula too much more, it's going to start to feel. Like, people won't connect to it as much. I think it's, like, Black Mirror is a good episode. Like, a lot of people didn't connect as much to Black Mirror this season because they felt like it was more of the same. Like, yeah. it's not trying to do anything different or new. It'll be and cool if they set it maybe in the 90s this time. There's a new... I, I think maybe... New you, nostalgia. I think maybe you could do that. The problem is is that you need to... F the, the characters would be... They would be in their twenties at that point, and those kids don't look like they're in their twenties. No, they're in so. their they're in. Uh, it would be like six years. It's eighty four or eighty five. Gotcha. This takes place. Oh no, it's eighty five because Back to the Future. Bro, puberty hits quick. Totally. So I think you know maybe you could do one more season in the eighties, and then maybe have that cusp 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like that 70s show, you know, like you don't really want to see the show go out of Fucking the 70s. A. Like once it's the show's once you get to 1980, the show's done. So I feel like once they get to the 90s, like Stranger Things is over. You think so? I think so. I think you could do maybe do another show if they wanted to about 90, 90s nostalgia, but they probably don't have the same kind of reverence right. for the 90s that they do as the 80s. So that's fair. It's tough to say, but I think that, you know, the all I'll say is that I really like the season. And if they essentially do more of the same, it's going to feel like season two on steroids. Like it's going to start <laughs> to feel very familiar and uninteresting unless they can keep the the characters like super super interesting which they've done they have so. been able to so yeah. i'm i'm okay which, with which makes me forgive this season for like yeah. the formulaicness of it uncomfortable saying that they can pull that off totally but i i just it's a it's it's they could they could also very well fall to go to the pitfalls of that too you know what very I mean? true so it's like you kind of have to tread up and it, it, like they did this season of you know keeping familiar elements but also um like bringing enough fresh elements into to sort of keep it interesting yeah that's fucking Stranger Things. We both we both enjoyed See, it. See, that was like thirty minutes, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a little bit go, longer than that, but forty fine. minutes. What, what is it? It's an hour and twenty right now. Oh, that's fine. It's not bad. That was like an hour then. Yeah, well, yeah. it's all good. We got into major topics. We yeah. talked about great things. We both love Stranger Things. We both love yeah. Comic Con. We're gonna podcast every single fucking day. Yep, and it's gonna be awesome. Absolutely, it's gonna be great. Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh no not yet not yet hopefully uh Cal- you can find calm down there big boy <laughs> i don't know what i was i had other <laughs> shit on the mind uh you can find me at superhero hype uh you can find me watching collider there you go um you can uh find me writing for age of the nerd of course and you can also find me doing a few things on screenrant.com beautiful and then twitter. i have twitter uh which is of course taylor salen at taylor salen and uh yeah that's really it for me beautiful i am the la nerd you can find me on instagram and twitter at i'm the la nerd uh i have to say this many times it's not i am the la nerd it's i'm the la nerd I apostrophe m I or i am just i am i'm the la nerd and i alluded to this earlier i have a new show on the youtubes called not safe for work nerd uh i curse and i fucking drink and i fucking am a horrible person and I am not safe for work. I'm not safe for your parents. I'm not safe for your grandma. Um, and I'm doing a show where all I do is curse and talk about sweet-ass things that I love to talk about. Fucking A, Cotton. Fucking A, Cotton. Let's see how it Usually plays out Usually you got to pay double for that kind of action. <laughs> so it's on YouTube at YouTube. Uh, you know what? I don't have a... Actually, don't have a direct URL just yet because I don't just have 100 search subscribers. Not safe, not safe for work, nerd, or your name. Right? If you search I'm the LA nerd yeah. with a fucking exclamation point because mm-hmm. I'm over the top about everything. Yeah. You'll be able to find it. I've done a video about uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. I've done a video about the Walking Dead 193 finale issue. Surprise finale. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one about Stranger Things. It'll be a lot of the same shit here, but much more condensed. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do a Comic-Cap Recon video. <laughs> Comic-Con Recap video. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, see no. you after Comic Con. No, yeah. no, not see you after Comic Con. See you before Comic Con. I will see you every day for Comic Con, yeah. nerds. Later. Peace, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>